Boys, how are we? Jimmy, you look uh, sun-kissed there, mate, after your, after your day of golf. How are you, mate? You all right? Um, I'm on fire, mate. I'm being honest. Literally. I had no sun cream on. <laughs> me and Kevin De Bruyne are shrugs. I was going to say, you giving Kevin De Bruyne a stick there last know, week mate. and then you turn I up am. looking like a tomato. How did yeah, you play, lad? Golf was all right. I, could, I didn't play very well, but it's the only second time I've played this year. So, you know, it's a few, it's a few decent drives. So, yeah, good day, mate. Nice to be out. Better than doing work properly. And you rushed back for us as well, mate. Rushed I'm very back. impressed. Uh, put my foot down. A <laughs> couple of tickets that I'm going to put through the tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have another band. I'll pass, I'll pass them to me dad. He normally takes them anyway. Oh, look at that. Oh, and talking, talking to dads, we're obviously three uh, three parents. It was uh, dad's day, father's day yesterday. Tank, did you get anything nice? Yeah, did our Jack actually a little bit sentimental? He's moving away any Tuesday. He moves um, to his Burnley's got you know with full time in there. His digs, yeah. So yeah, got a few little few gifts. I think some of them were taking the piss. I'm being honest. Looking back at it now, <laughs> he brought he bought me a water bottle which said the man, the myth, the legend. And like I was like, oh son, that's great. And he he gave me that look as if to say. Yeah, don't, don't mean it. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, ah, and yeah, and he actually got me a photograph of me and him, which is at the side of the bed. It was a bit, oh, it was a first. Right. Did you get a bit of a wobble? Did you get a bit emotional? Well, I was like, just kind of taken back. But I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's nice, that. And how are you feeling about him going? Yeah, it's kind of one of the, it's, it's strange because I mean, he's he's a, he's a nightmare, mate. Honestly, he is. But he's he's like you know, he's one of them where he's like me basically. And you know, right. you just think the house will be dead without him. It'll be empty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I walked out before he'd done his exam, and I heard his mum screaming in the kitchen. So I've gone out, and he's got his mum over his shoulder, and because he's a unit now, you see, and he's I think he likes everyone to know he's a unit, and he's spinning his mum round. She's screaming as pink as Jimmy. <laughs> on his on his shoulder, and he's going, "Come on, mum!" And like you think, what the fuck is he doing? And um, yeah, it, 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 I think there'll be a few tears on Tuesday. To be honest, mate. Yeah, don't blame you. Shame on that, mate. Yeah, I'm yeah. the I'm the crier, Jim. You know I'm a cry. I cry at DIY SOS and everything, mate. Like I, I, <laughs> mate, I cried at Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. I was don't say anything now because I want to watch won't. that, Jim. But I know that I'm now going to cry if you're crying. Oh, yeah, <laughs> what about you, lad? Did you get much for uh, for Father's Day? Uh, a couple of uh, matching co co-ed sets. Some straight off of Love Island. Um, oh. Some new sliders. You know, proper dad stuff. Some Harry Potter pens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You love the old uh, Harry Potter gym, actually oh, going on mate, to Harry big Potter. Big into Harry Potter, me, mate. Big into it. I'll, I'll quiz anyone at Harry Potter. We, uh, Tank, we went on a stag do once and uh, all of us were dressed up as Harry Potter. Well, but you'll know it better than me, Jim. We were all yeah, wizards so of my some mate, description, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, so my mate, is, uh, he's, he's got no hair, so he was Voldemort and we were all Harry Potter. <laughs> he's got, he had no choice, did he? He's got no choice, no. <laughs> what about you, Jamie? Did you get anything then? Uh, what did I get? So uh, nicely placed. The best dad ever. Uh, pint glass here. I got the. Do you know what I got? I got the new Liverpool shirt, mate. And I haven't. I usually am a, a training kit guy. Uh, I like the training tops rather than the actual uh, jerseys. But I thought the new one looked nice this year. So the misses and the kids, they got me that. Then uh, you know they they do the big making the cards thing, and then the greater. We went out for dinner, Father's Day dinner, 
and uh, seeing something on Twitter today which made me laugh because it was very accurate. So I got took out for dinner to my favourite boozer. They do a great pint of Guinness. In fact, I think I sent you lads the picture yeah, of, did, of the yeah. Guinness. It was, a, it was a beauty. And then I have to pay for the dinner. So I was like, hold on, what's, <laughs> what's, yeah. the, what's the story with this here? But um, yeah. no, nah, it was good. It's lovely, lovely. Very, uh, very much appreciated. So lads, I want to come to... Um, the first topic for tonight, um, and this is something that's caused a little bit of a stir. I was quite opinionated around this and um, wanted to get your thoughts. So you may have seen it. Uh, United's uh, CEO, Richard Arnold, um, had got wind that a supporters group were going to come and protest outside his house, uh, obviously his house that he shares with his family, which is not ideal for, for, for anyone. He then arranged to meet some of these supporters in a local boozer, and proceeded to have a chat with them about United, the state of the club, where they're looking to get to. And, and I think his intentions were, were good. Um, and then you saw that one of the United fans managed to film the conversation and has obviously gone on the hunt for likes on social media and posted it everywhere. What, what did you make of that, lads? Because for me, you know, the guy seems to be doing the right thing. Uh, in response to something that I think is an absolute piss take, why anyone would want to go to someone's home uh, is is beyond me. Tank, what did you make of the whole sorry state of affairs? Because it doesn't reflect very well on United, does it? It doesn't, no. But I think it doesn't reflect well uh, on United fans more than anything, mate, because, you know, the target, the, the, I'm not even going to try and say his name. I've seen Trent Arnold Phillips there. But the old, was it Woods, 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 was it, or whatever his name, the, the target of this Woody house, Woodpecker. Edward Wood, 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 Wood. Yeah. So the target of this house, and I mean, for me, that's just like a no-go zone. That's like everything's off-limits. Someone comes to your house, that's, you know, everything's off-limits. It's scandalous. So this fella's come in. He's a new, he, he's, he's new, right? Um, I think he's tried to be proactive, tried to nip it in the book quickly. Um. Listen, he's been honest with them and said it's been a fuck-up, it's been a shit show. And they should have been delighted that they've got someone at the top of the club who's coming and saying, listen, the past mistakes have been shocking. We've wasted billions and we're going to try and rectify it. It's going to be difficult, it's going to take time, but we're going to get it. So, for me, he's done no harm. He's gone and, you know, he's gone and attacked the bull by the, grabbed the bull by the horns, if you like, and tried to nip it in the bud, and then you just get idiots. I mean, it, it drives me mad this day. I mean, look, and sometimes we do, you know, we're sending each other pints of Guinness last night, but you can't go out and have a bite to eat or a piss or not no more without, without a photograph or a phone or, a, you know, it's it's a crazy world we live in with that, but I don't think the fella's done anything wrong at all. I think he's gone and tried and attacked it, nip it in the bud, and I think, if anything, the United fans come out as an absolute disgrace. Jim, would you say, because one of the the, the, the lines that's kind of coming off the back of this is that the new CEO has been um, naive to think that this wouldn't get out in some way, shape or form. Where do you sit on that? I think I think it reverts back to um, the Laporte incident last week. I think if you want people to be open and honest, there's things that you talk about, you know, that aren't for everyday life and and they're off the record and they're good to, and you know they're a need to know and a good to know if if the people that he was meeting asked him would you mind if we filmed this conversation i bet the conversation would have gone completely different so that that richard arnold is in a lose lose situa- uh, situation there because what does he do? Like, he's come out, he's trying to be honest with the fans, and surely as a fan, that is all you want? Because Woodward just sat behind, you know, the, the commercial deals, the club was a mess from top to bottom, everyone hated it, 
new guys come in straight away off the bat. He's tried to be open and honest, and and people are filming on the side. So what do you think he's going to do now? He's going to retreat, and he's and he's going to think twice about what he says. So they've shot themselves in the foot now, um, and you're not going to get that open and honesty until he feels that there's some level of trust there. He'd give you the trust, and you've shot him straight in the foot with it. So I, I think it- it's a real shitbag move. Is it not just a sign of the times, though, as well? Because you see it now, you know, if there's, I don't know, a, a fight or something's going on in town or something bad's happened or an accident yeah. has happened, people don't, are getting the videos out rather than don't helping mind people. It if, it, if it's here, but it, he's secretly, he's doing it on the, on the sly, isn't he? He's not, Richard Arnold isn't fully aware that the film is being taken. So if he's got his phone here and he's holding it, yeah, that's fine. You know, it, he then makes a decision of what he wants to say and how he wants to say it. If he's down here and he think he's having a, a conversation, that's that's what I don't like is, you know, filming people on, on the sly. Uh, do you know, just on it, Richard Arnold is obviously an intelligent man. You don't know the position what he's got if you're not a, a very intelligent man. He's, he must... I, what he said, every football fan in the world knows... Man yeah, United's been a shit show. He's not said anything where you go, oh, that's shocking. Man yeah, United's yeah. been a shit show since Alice Ferguson left. It's been absolutely shocking from top to bottom. Everybody knows it. The transfers are being shocking. The players' wages, what they give out, is shocking. You look at the goalkeepers on about 400 grand a week. He couldn't fucking, he couldn't catch a fucking cold two seasons ago. And I just think he must have an inclination that he's getting filmed. And I don't think that what he said, as I say, is... It's shocked anyone. No. I don't think he's come out of, with any any dent in his reputation. No. It's the fans. Every, everyone's jumped on the fans, so he, he'll you, be fine out of it. Do you know what it is, though? I think as well, sometimes, when you hear him say things like that, me as a fan, I would take confidence in that in a weird kind of way because I think if you need to get better, sometimes you have to hear somebody in a position of power give you that feedback that, that's real. It's not just sugarcoating things. It's, look... We've messed up, we've fucked up, we've made mistakes, and this is what we are going to do to try to get better. And I think as a United fan, that would be quite refreshing. I think some of the things that you're hearing out of Ten Hag since he's come in, you know, he, he's addressing, looking to address key areas in the pitch. He's going to have a clear identity, which Manchester United have lacked for a long time. You want to be hearing that there's a direction, for, because for, for far too long with Manchester United, it seems like there hasn't been. And it's been passing the book. It's his problem, their problem. I'm not at fault. Um, whereas, you know, the, the the guys tried to take a little bit of a lead and it's got thrown back in his face. So so I just think all that comes out of this is, is negativity towards Manchester United. And then you look at it again in terms of, you're going to love this one, Tank. Um, so Paul Pogba uh, is, a, is a player now that is going to be leaving Manchester United. And one of the stories that's broke is that the Pogmentary, that he's been hmm. filming. <laughs> Hashtag Pogmentary. My God. Um, he basically uh, brushed away Manchester United's contract offer of, I think it was 300 grand a week 300. on a six, uh, 300 grand a week, six year deal as a, as a nothing offer. Um, who wants to go first on this one? Jim, go on, Jim. I don't mind going first. I mean, look, I, it's, it's a mad thing to think that someone can, can, um, say that 300 grand's a nothing offer. Now, I get that. Now, in context, he's already on 290. So, in reality, he's getting that 10 grand pay rise. So, 
Now, I'm not saying what he's saying is is right in any way, shape or form. But when you put into context, in the way that football, he can go to anywhere and get 300, his next club will be 350, 400 grand. How like, though? That's how it, I'm it's like, mad. How I know, I know, I know it's mad, and I'm not again. He, he will not be getting 350 grand a week at Juventus. That they're in turmoil. They're, 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 he's he's he will be... not get anywhere near that. Why would he have gone there though? Tank? That's Surely what I'm saying. It's a money like... play. But this is what I don't understand. I mean, you know, Paul Popkin is supposedly being a six-year deal. I <laughs> and I know the poor fellow's dead. He was advising, but if he wasn't, I'd say you need to shoot him. Because he should have, he should have signed that six-year deal of three hundred grand a week. Because we've said that Jamie, I've said this on this podcast for the last three years or however long we've done it. Paul Popka is the most overhyped, overpaid footballer. Pogba. I was going to say, I just in, I started to laugh. I, I was taking a sip world. of my drink, and you said Paul Pogba, and I was like, oh, for God. And, I'm nearly sure you said Alice Ferguson before, but I didn't. Remember. I probably did. But listen, he should have signed that deal, and he needs. Let's say you can't sack his agent, but listen. Anyway, that's just my opinion on him. Uh, you know, a ten grand a week pay rise. No, I know. Time. I get it. Look, it's. I mean, it's a shit thing to say, and it's, it reverts back to the actually cold situation, wasn't it? Where he was offered an extra fifty grand a week or whatever it was, and he he he, he, he downplayed it. But from his point of view, he's thinking, right? I'm on two ninety now, and I, I deserve more, and that's that's where it's come from. Now, look, he probably he should definitely have signed the deal. Six years, he would have sat on his arse for at least four of them. But this um, is the weird thing, though, that I find, especially if you flip it over to, let's say, for example, uh, it's not going to do him Salah. any favors anyway, is it? Let's. Well, if you if you look at the the Mo Salah situation, for example, and and Tang touched on it there a minute ago when they dished out whatever it was, three hundred and fifty, four hundred grand on David de Gea uh, a couple of seasons ago, and I think it was actually Alexis Sanchez, uh, Alexis Sanchez oh. that came in to United, and they get they broke uh, heaven and hell uh, or whatever the saying is to to get him uh, moved heaven and earth, I think is what I was going for there to to get him through the door and give him massive wages. Now, Liverpool's situation with Mo Salah is that they won't break their wage structure and you look at Paul Pogba who is obviously demanding two he's on 290 he wants 350 400 which would have him I think on parallel with De Bruyne who I think is is arguably the top earner in the league the thing that I have the biggest problem with is his performances on the pitch for Manchester United have been absolutely woeful as in lads I'm being serious now and this isn't me with a Liverpool hat on I'm just looking at this objectively in a football sense I cannot remember other than I think he scored an unbelievable half volley with the outside of his boot into the corner I think might have been away at Burnley even um like there's been the odd thing that like a nice ping across the pitch or but there's been nothing of substance certainly not anything consistency wise for him to even be in that conversation as one of the top earners in the league am I missing something is football just no, gone but, completely and this is why United aren't bothered about losing him, are they? And if they and if he was in that, you know, upper echelons of the players, and they'd be fighting, they'd be moving heaven and earth or whatever the saying is, <laughs> Jay, to uh, to keep I'm him. I'm so, on you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, you know, they're not asked. I don't think any United fan is that asked about losing him. I think he would have been a nice one to keep if you know, a ten grand extra than what he's paying in and. and Hopefully, Ten Hag can get a song out of him. But I think nine out of ten United fans will tell you that they're not particularly bothered because one, he hasn't played; two, he hasn't been great. 
and he's just living off his his off his you know his past and his 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 France performances. So and his hashtags and, and his, his hashtags. Yeah. Tank. I mean, I've got no issues with them because I'm you know I've I've had a bad haircut in my time, but it's ultimately you're, you're, yeah you're a you're a flash player though. But you delivered though, Jim. I'll give you that. You you delivered, lad. Oh, once or twice. Once or twice. <laughs> uh, Tank. You look at these big money transfers, right? You look at. Uh, Pogba, it's not worked out. You look at the state of the Lukaku situation for Chelsea now. Like, what, what is going there? He, he going on there? He's he's going back to Inter now, mate. I want to read you something, right? Because I've seen this before. And we're talking, you know, there's a clamor now in modern football. Fans just want signings. I want something shiny and new. Don't care. Just want a new new signing. And I looked. I seen something on online today, right? Of the most expensive transfers in Premier League history, and I'm going to read you out the top ten, right? And the, the money spent and how many of these, in your opinion, have been a success, right? Number one is Jack Grealish for 106 million. So this is Sterling now, right? Romelu Lukaku, number two, 102 million. Paul Pogba, 95 million. Harry Maguire, 78 million. Jordan Sancho, as you like to call him, Tank, in uh, 77 million. Um, Virgil van Dijk uh, is 76 million. Kai Havertz is 72. Nicholas Pepe at Arsenal, 72, and Kepa, the goalkeeper at Chelsea, for 72. I think me personally looking at there, you're looking at at least seven, eight, seven disasters, aren't you? I think it's yeah. too early to judge Jack Grealish. The lad's got tons of potential. Um, the fee that they paid for him was astronomical anyway. Look, he's a he's a very good player, Jack Grealish. But if I'm paying a hundred, over 100 million for a player, I want guaranteed goals, guaranteed assists. I'm not just four or five goals. I want, you know, if you're paying that fee, you want 15, 20 goals. Even if you're a midfield player, you should be getting double-figure goals season in, season out. Um, Jack Grealish, I think you'd have to give him time and allow him to develop and learn how Pep plays. I think he'll have a better season this season coming. So I wouldn't say that he's been a bad buy. He's... For me, he's just far too expensive for what he offers in general anyway. But I do like him as a player. I mean, you look at the list then, you could, there's only Virgil van Dijk. No one needs to say anything about it. He's been one of the best signers. But, you, you know, the one that I forget about that is that Pepe. Yeah. I mean, he, he has been like... He's been like shocking, hasn't he? I mean, he come over with this reputation because we were linked with him at one stage. Yeah. And then you look at him now, he can't trap a dead rat in. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you, you you're looking at him, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on Jack Grealish. I think he's 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 got so much talent. I think he's just got to adjust to to the Pep demands, which it, it nearly yeah. takes seems to take a a player a season just to to get used to to his way of of playing. But I think I, I look at that, and I, I kind of agree with you, Tank. I think if you're going to be paying upwards of a hundred million, you nearly want to be solving a very specific problem that your team has. So, for example, to use the the Virgil van Dijk or the Allison issue. Liverpool had problem areas. It's centre-back and in, in goal for as long as I remember being a fan. And they literally just picked up two players, spent a load of money on them and solved those two problems. Exactly. I'm not sure Jack Grealish solves a problem for Manchester City. I think if they'd have gone and spent £100 million on Harry Kane, that would have solved the problem for Manchester City that they'd had for, for so long. Jim, do you think these big money transfers based on that list are all they're cracked up to be? No, and I think you're both right about Grealish. I think, you know, as you said, going from Dean Smith to Pep Guardiola is a bit, you know, it's a it's a it's a jumping scale, you know, that's astronomical. 
So big fish, um, little pond, no disrespect. No, not no, not not at mean. all. No, not at all. I think the way you got to look at it is when Grealish is at Villa, he could literally do what he wants and he could just play with no freedom because no freedom with every th- freedom because if anything, I'm rubbing off on him now. None of us have got our teeth no, in today. No. <laughs> so he can he can play with all the freedom in the world and do what he wants and and be instinctive. And then he's gone to Pep, who is so methodical and so um, anal in how he plays. I think Grealish has gone, shit, I I can't play how I want to play. I think next year he'll be a player and a half. And I think the 100 million will look like a snippet. And if it doesn't, then, you know, City, say la vie. Um, But the question I would ask is, how do you motivate anyone when you're paying upwards of 70 million and they're getting 300 grand a week because don't forget they're getting 10% of that but you're getting a signing on fee as well how does anyone stay that's what i think the biggest van dyke had something to prove allison had something to prove the rest didn't really and that's where i see the difference you don't think Grealish had something to prove no he scored four Not... four goals at aston villa the season before I, think, I don't think he's got anything to prove yet. I think, as I said, I think he's got a lot of learning to do, Pep to do. I think he's I got think... everything to prove. I mean, he's, he's gone from Aston Villa, where he's only it was only his second season in the Premier League from the Championship. I yeah. think he scored eight, eight goals in the Championship season to get them promoted. Then he's, he played, listen, he was superb for Villa in the season. But for me, I think he's got the, the will to prove still. I think he's, he's still he's got really, to prove not, that he's an attacking midfielder who scores goals and contributes. But I don't think he needs to prove it now, is what I'm saying. I don't think it needs to come the here and now, because he's still only young. What is he, 20, 23, 24? Are, are oh, you saying then, Jim, in a way, when at Aston Villa, he was the, the figurehead, the main man, everything went through him. Whereas at Manchester City, if he steps onto that pitch and he has a 7 out of 10... The attention isn't necessarily on him because it's probably not, leaning on other stars. Is that not so much the not so much the attention as such? What I'm saying is, when Jack Grealish got the ball at Villa, he knew he had to make something happen. He knew he had to do something, otherwise nothing else is going to going to happen. Whereas at City, he he can't, or not that he can't, or he's he's getting used to the way that Pep wants him to play. So that's high and wide recycle the ball back, come back inside, filter in. And and I bet Sterling was exactly the same when he left Liverpool to join City. I bet he was in the same mindset as I, I need to get into this. When Pep first joined, he did not fancy Aguero in the slightest because he couldn't play how he wanted. Now, this is City's top score, goal scorer. And then he and he built him into that player that everyone reveres now as probably one of the best strikers in the Premier League. So I think you just got to give Pep a little bit of time, give Grealish that time to embed, and and I think it, I think you'll see a completely different play. And I'm 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 happy to be proved wrong if he's if he's if and then and then if he hasn't, then I would agree that he's 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 not lived up to his expectations. Thank the perfect segue. It's nearly like I sense an agenda, and you read it, Jim. Because I'm gonna. <laughs> you mentioned Raheem Sterling there, and I want to come to you on uh, Sterling Tank, because this is another. It looks like, to be fair, clubs are starting to do a little bit of business. Arsenal uh, been looking at Gabriel uh, Jesus um, and Rafina is the is the name that's been linked today. So they're looking to do bits. Chelsea seem to be leading the march to get Raheem Sterling in. 
I have this nagging voice in the back of my mind with Raheem Sterling in that he often gets put into a world-class bracket. And I don't think, as good as he is, and I'll caveat this with, I think Raheem Sterling is a brilliant player. Uh, he'd add to a lot of teams in the Premier League um, and, and, and across Europe. I don't think he's world-class because I've just always got a nagging voice that is end product. And I felt this when he was at Liverpool and, it, and I haven't really been convinced otherwise when he's gone to City. His end product, you can't trust him. His finishing just doesn't seem quite there. Where do you sit on, A, the Raheem Sterling move to Chelsea? Do you think it's a good one? And, and where do you put him, I suppose, in, in terms of that ranking, in, in terms of his quality? That's that to me, sorry, That's mate. That's you, mate, yeah. Yeah. Just quickly, because I'm going to explain something, because you might have noticed I keep looking to the side Are you going to tell me that your battery's on 2% again, here? No, I'm not. I've got a 19-year-old cat, and she's sent out. So what she does, look, <laughs> so she sat here, and she comes to attack me. So she's 19. <laughs> so she comes and sits by me. And Thank you. Let me she keeps pull, going pull to get me. Pull up the cat so. again there. We've got to get a photo of that, mate. Bring the, where's the cat? Come on. She's 19 and she's Senal and she just comes and she attacks me and then she gets is off. That, is is Senal the same as Senile or? Well, yeah, Senal, yeah. <laughs> so she sits by me. If you noticed me, I was kept doing that when you were talking and I thought... Yeah, you looked nervous. Thinking, I thought I thought the mate, missus was going to give you the shepherd's hook. My hands are cut to pieces off her, mate. She comes and sits by and you just stroke and then she just grabs you, claws you, bites you and then goes out. There's so, so many jokes that I could make here. Man. I know, I know, so, mate. I'm really, I know, I know. I'm really trying. <laughs> let's get back onto Sterling. Look, Sterling for me is he's a top Premier League player. He's he's top draw. He's nowhere near world class. Nowhere near it. You know, the, there's the world class bracket gets thrown about far too much. There's we've got a few world class players in the Premier League. He is not in that. Bracket. I don't even think he's. I seen something from Danny Murphy today, but he was saying he's just he's under the tier of world class. I think he's under that tier, to be honest with you. What sometimes back you, tank? Well, I just sometimes watch rhymes, and it sounds mad to say this. You watch him in his game, and you think someone will knock a ball out to him to control, and you're like, how how bad you touch? You know, we can actually roll under his foot. He can go ten yards further in front of him, and. Look, he's been a wonderful player. He's been he was superb at Liverpool. He's been outstanding for Man City. In my honest opinion, I have no idea why Chelsea want to sign him because I don't think that's an area where Chelsea needs someone like Ryan Sterling. You've got the the American lad. I'm not going to try and say his name. Go on, have a go. Pulisic. Hey, that was the better. Was all that's right. Not that. bad, yeah. That's not bad. And now <laughs> I, I honestly think that kid is absolutely brilliant. He's he's got everything. He's got pace, power, trickery, scores goals, finishes both feet. I don't think he's been given a fair crack at Chelsea. Um. If someone was going to say to me, Liverpool could get like a, a backup, if you like to say, is Manny's obviously gone or Salah. I'd take in the head of Sterling every day of the week, every single day of the week. And Wait. I, I'm just not too sure he's needed. Where do you sit on this one, Jim? I think it'd be a great signing for Chelsea, I really do. I think, um, I think to go from City, uh, where, yeah, okay, I get. He's a London he boy as well. He'd be back. Yeah, he's a London he'd boy. He can be wasteful. I get that. But I think the quality that he brings and, you know, this season, he hasn't played as probably as many games as he would have liked to have played. So he's not, He's probably, he'll happily admit that he's probably not been at his full um, potential this year. But um, from a, you forget, he's 27 years old. Is he? 
27 years been around old. forever. Right. And Wayne Rainey syndrome, four, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? They've been, been around mate. since the 15. Like. 40 million and 27 is an England guaranteed starter. Scores goals for City, won the league. You know, he's, he's I think he's a great signing for anyone, regardless of any, anyone in the Premier League. Because he just he'll add that winning mentality, and he's used to winning. So I think. Can I can I throw one at you? These then, Jimmy. Yeah, go on. Then. Let me throw let me throw one at you. Then. Your Man City manager. Yeah. You won all at home against Real Madrid in the Champions League semi final. You need a goal. You've got Ryan Sterling and you've got Jack Grealish on the bench. Who are you putting on to win the game? Question. Are we talking as of this day no, no, right no, no. now? No, just who are you putting on to get you that goal? I'm putting Sterling on, you know. Are you? Yeah. There you go. Of course you will. But, but this is this is as of, I'm taking that view as of right now. Like this, this. If I was playing, if they were playing in my back garden there, and I need a goal, and I'm putting, I'm putting Sterling on. That doesn't mean I think Sterling's better than Grealish. I just think that he's got more confidence and has that more. He, he's he's playing it's the pace. in a way. It's the pace. Yeah. It's, it's definitely. It's, it's got to be the pace. It's not I, I think I'd actually. I think I. I think I, I should jump on your point. I think Ster, I'd fancy Sterling to create just through creating panic with his speed um, and his movements, whereas I'm not sure I'd. Trust Sterling. If it, yeah, I'll flip the question. If he's through one on one with two minutes to go, who are you backing to finish, Sterling or Grealish? Grealish, Sterling, Sterling. Grealish. Would you, yeah. Sterling scores twenty goals every season. Jack Grealish scores four. You're not comparing but, uh, apples there, though, are you? Sterling well, gets about ten tappings a season because City create the same chance over point. and over Listen, again. You know, if, if Sterling, if, Sterling gets the tappings because. He's he knows where to, to be, the right, the, yeah, it's the right place at the right time. System. Jack Grealish can't get them tappings because he hasn't got the pace to get in Sterling's positions. Nah, I don't, I don't agree. I think, I think it'd be a fair, I think it'd be a fair comparison at the end of next season Ask when he's learned, season. where he's learned where Pep wants him to be. Because so many times the players have just stood there waiting to tap it in. That said, I think Haaland's going to be there to sweep up all the chances anyway. <laughs> so I don't think, I don't think Grealish will get a get a chance. I want to come to. Um, a listener question, and I want to apologise to our mate Albert. Uh, Albert Crowley sent in a, a question for the lads last week, and we totally uh, we totally forgot about it because Tank had a last minute panic because he had one percent battery yeah. on his laptop, his so we had, had to. His, and his wife had a crash. It was <laughs> bedlam, bedlam last week. But um, this week, I want to get to Albert's question. So thanks for sending it in. Um, is there a player you loved or thought was amazing from the past, but now doesn't really get the recognition you feel their ability? Deserved, and I'll come to you on that one first. Tank the lads who were mentioned before, JJ Akocha. I was fortunate enough to play against him as well, and I mean, he was just he was just a Rolls Royce on the pitch, and was just he was just basically having a party on the pitch when he played. <laughs> we he was, didn't look quick, Tank. No, just pure skill, just powerful, and he, he was sharp. It was not quick, but he was powerful. But just the trickery of him, I mean. You know, I've, I've, that's what I said to you before. I've, oh, Jack asked me the other day and said, who's that dad? And he was watching some of his clips on one of the social media things. And I went, that's a coaching mate. I said, I played against him. I mean, he was phenomenal. He was absolutely phenomenal what he could do with a ball. He could make you look an absolute idiot at the drop of a hat. And he did, you know, in a, a very good Bolton side, he was... I think they were pushing for Europe most seasons, really. They went you know, nearly in the Champions League, weren't they? And yeah, Allardyce yeah. wanted some reinforcements and the board told him to fuck off. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's mad because we were accounted that team before, and there was Yuri Jorkaev, Ivan Campo, yeah. uh, Akocha. Who else yeah. did they have? It was like a, the, the, the who's who of probably... Yeah, the Kevin Spanish Davis. international, the Spanish international centre half. What was his name? Campo, that. Campo, yeah. Oh, Hierro. Hierro. Yeah, Hierro. Yeah, it's some side. What about you, Jim? Who's yours? Got two actually. Thinking out loud, the one um, I mentioned before, George Kincladzi. I thought when he was at mm. City and he was dribbling, mate, he's he was before his time. And you know, don't forget back in them days, the pitches aren't the pitches they're on now. Little Georgian yeah. wizard. Um, and he had Brilliant. such quick feet, scoring goals. I think, I think City fans will revere him, but I think outside of that, not many people will. Until you start talking about him, you go, "Oh yeah, yeah," you know that sort of stuff. And the other one, actually, thinking out loud, is probably Matt Letizia. Oh, we are the cat's back. Look at yes. this. <laughs> <laughs> is she going to attack you? <laughs> I, I hope so. Mate, she's wrong. And honestly, just I'm not moving. <laughs> Yeah, back to that though. But Matt Letizia, I think um, the goals, some of the goals he scored, and he didn't get half as many England's caps as he probably should have. Yeah. Um, he was decent. He was a very good player. Probably had chances to move and never did. Um, he could do some things with the football. That free kick that he scored when he flicked up and volleyed the flick it. Up, yeah. 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 Mate, that was that was decent. So yeah. Yeah, that's a good shout. I always, whenever I love watching Premier League years on TV, whenever it's on, yeah. some of the goals that he scored. I remember one at Blackburn when he was about 40 yards out and he bent it in the top court. He was unbelievable. I, I think my, because I've got three, so I'm going to cheat. So, total cop house. Apologies, Albert. So, um, I've obviously got to pick some Liverpool players and then I want to do a, a non Liverpool player. Um, so, I think I'm just going to put Jordan Henderson in there anyway, oh just because, I, and I know Jimmy's going to roll his eyes here because we've anyway. We, nice speaking to you, lads. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just I I don't think he gets the. I'm not going to spend a long time on it because Jimmy will end up turning his camera and, and mic off. But um, I just don't think he gets the credit he deserves for what he's made of himself. A lad who went on loan at Coventry uh, was getting shipped out the door to Fulham as part of a deal for Clint Dempsey. He's gone on to be one of the, the most successful Liverpool captains in one of the most dominating Liverpool teams and been an integral part, you know, on and on off the pitch. But my actual answers are random one. And I, I know I say this as a Liverpool fan, but I did have a soft spot for him. David Beckham. I, I don't think they... What are you tutting at there? You're not having that I one, Jimmy? I think you're wrong as in everyone loved Beckham at some point. Did they, though? That's everyone did get... at some point has loved David Beckham, whether that was United, LA Galaxy, PSG, AC Milan. But that's Miami, because of his talents, whereas the, the thing I'm getting to there, Al, Albert's point was, did you feel they got the recognition their ability deserved? And when you talk the best of the Premier League era, David Beckham never gets spoken about. And I'll be honest, his delivery of a ball, some of the things he used to do, it was nearly like as soon as they got over the halfway line, a chance was on because he could whip a ball. I remember one, actually. It was for Real Madrid. And he was... Oh, he was it Ronaldo one? Was it Ronaldo, yeah. It, across. it was pretty oh, much mate. from the halfway line, mate. It was ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, D David Beckham is, is one. And then another one, just an obscure, another Liverpool one. Do you know who I loved? And I thought he was unbelievable, but he was just, he was a bit, bit mad. Stan Collymore, you, you would know him, Tang, from obviously yeah. the, the Forest days. He seemed to me at the time to have everything, power, pace, 
he bully lads. I mean, did you did you play against him or come up against him? What was he I like as a played I played against him? Yeah, and he was. He, I felt I, I know what you're saying about him. I don't think that environment at Liverpool, the, the dressing room at that time, suited him because he's a bit of a strange character in in in. And I mean that in the nicest kind of way. Um, and he can come across as this big brash arrogance, and he's not. And I just think that that kind of affected him being what he could have been at Liverpool. I mean, you watch him at Forest; he was, he was literally unstoppable. He was unplayable. And then you only we only seen as a Liverpool fan, we only seen glimpses of what he could potentially do at Liverpool. But yeah, no, I, I get what you mean with him fully. Yeah, um, I want to finish up because we're, we're we're nearly up for time, right? So, bit of a. Um sideways curveball here from me and uh, obviously it's it's holiday season lads everyone's got their um their, their summer holidays booked you know they they're, they're looking forward to a nice break i want to know what are both of your airport routines so like what, what what's your thing when you get to the airport or your holidays like what's your what's the things you like to do when when you're away and a reason i asked this is i was having this chat with a missus the other day and she was like I'm far too anal about like the arrangements for stuff for holidays and like making sure we're on time for these various different things. And there was a video that I seen called airport dad. And he's like storming ahead with the boarding passes. And he's like, you know, wants to get everything sorted. What type of uh, holiday goers are, are you? And I'll, I'll come to you first, Jim. I'm an absolute nightmare until our bags are in the hold and um, we're through security. Un up stressed. until that point, I am stressed uh, for no reason whatsoever. I just am. Like, I can't explain it. And then, as soon as we're through, that's it, I'm dead sound. Like, let's get the beers in, let's get something to eat, go duty-free, fill your boots here. Like, here's a credit card, go nuts sort of stuff. But up until that point, from the morning of to the security through oh it's 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 painful for me i sh stress over that and it's it's not a fun experience at all if we eat before we're through that so at birmingham airport there was frankie and benny this side of security and we'd often meet and eat there and i'd be like oh, i need to get in i just need to get in get my bags in and then let's eat that side as opposed to before security so my routine is get there as early as you can. Get there as early as you can. Get the stuff through, and then just and then you're on. You as soon as as soon as that's in, you know you've got your seat. You're on chill time, then aren't you? You've always you, got a pint at the airport as well. Oh yeah, you? and you've got to post it on social media. Yeah, otherwise no matter what time, yeah. three a.m. pints. One hundred percent, I agree with you fully. Tank, what about you? I can't have you down as the organised type, mate. Oh, your sound's gone there, Tank. Give me, give you a little, uh, give you a wire, a little pull there, mate. Oh, sounds a bit dodgy, that. No, nope. has been pulling at it. No, while uh, while Tank sorts out his sound, I the reason I asked this question, Jim, is uh, obviously we've got holidays coming up, and like with all the like checks now, and you need some like COVID passes, and you know all the different rules and regulations and all this stuff. I find myself getting far too like airport parking was one for me there the other day. Mm. Just trying to work out where do I park, what time do we leave, and like I build it up. But like you, as soon as you get through the security, you've got uh, job. Job is a good and tanky back with us, mate. 
No, that sound is is not like in tank at all. To be fair, we did well there. We did 40 minutes with absolutely no tech issues. And for those listening as well, today was going to be a great day because Tank actually bought a new microphone. Got the new microphone back. I've been waiting for this new microphone now for what feels like a, a very long time. And it comes back, new mic. You can see it there for anyone watching on YouTube. Looks the absolute business. But now we need an adapter to put it into the laptop. So we're still, we're back on the PlayStation headphones. They're a little temperamental. I'll try one more time. Tank, you're back with us. Can you hear us, Tank? No, you can't. <laughs> so on that note, lads, I think that's uh, that's time for us. Unless Tank can uh, can can come back anytime soon, I think we'll uh, we'll call it a day there. Uh, Jim, before you go, mate. Yes, mate. Um, airport routines. You've got through. You've you, you you're at your holiday resort. What's the first thing you do when you get to your resort? Uh... Get some bed, mate, and pick your spot. Pick your spot for the two weeks, and get the same spot every every morning. That's because I'm proper OCD. If I get the right spot, that's it. I'm there then for for the rest of the the two weeks. If I'm fighting for the spots, then it's it, there's issues. Um, I remember once when we we're in Egypt, me and my brother-in-law went out at two a.m. Pissed, obviously to put our towels down, but we're dressed in like snorkel gear. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I had some scuba Steve. <laughs> yeah. I'll send the picture in of, uh, of what I was wearing to the, to the WhatsApp group. But, uh, 2am, 3am, the, the guys are like, nah, go on, mate. Stop being a dick. <laughs> Very German of you there, Jim. Yeah, Tank one last time, lad. Anything to contribute? Now he's gone. Tank Tank has gone. Next week, I am delighted to say, I, I, I'm delighted to say he will be on his new microphone. Before we uh, before we wrap up, I just want to do a quick shout out because um, you may have seen in the week, obviously we've created a new YouTube channel. Um, what we've been discussing between us is if we get to a thousand subscribers on the YouTube channel, we're going to start doing live streams on YouTube where anybody that's watching, so uh, that's all our parents and 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 maybe that's probably it. So three three man and a dog are going to be watching live. The, the viewers will be able to interact, ask us questions, and we'll just have a bit of a laugh until Tank gets us thrown off YouTube for, uh, for some of his comments that I can't edit out. So, um, yeah, if you wouldn't mind, I think we're nearly at 700 subscribers now. If I can ask one favor for the week, log on to our YouTube channel. I'll make sure I link um, the YouTube channel in all the social posts. Click on that, pop us a little subscribe, um, and get us up to that 1,000. And then once we're there, we'll, we'll start doing the uh, the live shows with Tank's new mic. So with that, uh, Jimmy, Tank, it's been, uh, been an absolute pleasure. Looking forward to next week already. Oh, actually... I'm away on I I'm I, uh, away on holiday, so uh, we'll, what? No poolside podcast, mate. Yeah, well, I'll I'll have a Come think on. of how we can. Yeah, no dedication. Come to on, the course. Have we, have a class. Pina colada, you know Pina me, mate. I've had a couple of drinks. I'll be playing right. through for dare with you lads and all That's sorts. Fine, that man, I'll, I'll show you anything. <laughs> on that note, right. Uh, with that, I hope everybody enjoys the rest of your week. Look after yourselves, and we will be back with you potentially next week on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. 